0: You're watching Global BC. This is Global News Hour at 6.
1: Good evening. Thanks for joining us. Sophie is off tonight. Well, just in time for the weekend, new all-time high gas prices. The pain at the pump hitting 169.9 today. Our Jill Bennett is live with more on how long this could last. And Jill, whether or not it could go even higher.
2: That's what drivers are dreading, Chris. Uh, All throughout Metro Vancouver and the Fraser Valley today, people were still filling up, but many saying if these prices stay this high, they're going to have to find ways of getting around and not driving as much. This was the price of gas in White Rock Friday, $1.69.9 a litre. A highway robbery. That's what
3: it is. It's insane. It's honestly insane.
2: The reason for the price jump depends on who you ask. BC's premier says it can't be blamed on the increase to the carbon tax April 1st. Analysts say there are a number of factors.
4: Especially in California and Los Angeles where they've had yet another refinery run into some trouble there. That's creating a problem in two ways. One, we have to export there. Second of all, they do produce a lot of conventional gasoline that they can bring to the Pacific Northwest and even us here in Vancouver. So for that reason, uh, it doesn't look like we're out of the woods yet.
2: For some commuters, while it's painful to fill up, it's a necessity and one without an alternative.
3: It's about $20, $30 in this size of truck here. Yeah.
2: Do you do anything different? Try and drive less?
3: Or? No, I got to do what I got to do.
2: I try to drive less. Gail Hurst owns a small landscaping business. Driving less isn't an option. She says when the price of gas goes up, she suffers.
5: We don't have big profit margins, so you have your 10%. Well, that's great. But when the gas takes over, that 10% becomes 2%.
2: Well, that's not enough for living expenses. The provincial government is monitoring the situation, but it doesn't appear there will be relief anytime soon. Also being monitored, the upcoming Alberta election.
1: Within an hour of being sworn in, we
4: will hold a cabinet meeting. And the first item on the agenda will be to proclaim into law Bill 12 the turn off the tax legislation.
2: In the meantime, prices vary across the country and they are lower everywhere else. $1.29.9 in Saskatoon, even less in Alberta. And Chris, anybody who's low fuel light just came on and is hoping to ride it out until the prices drop, that's probably not an option. Petroleum analysts say by Wednesday there might be a drop, but it's not going to happen before then. And as we head into the summer, some are even saying we could see prices around $2 a litre. Chris?
1: Tough to imagine. All right, thanks very much, Jill. And as you just heard in her report, Alberta Conservative Party leader, Jason Kenney vows to turn off the taps to B.C., which could send the price at the pumps even higher if he's elected Alberta Premier. Federal Conservative Party leader Andrew Scheer has endorsed Kenney. And today, while he was in Vancouver, I had a chance to ask him how he can publicly support a candidate who promises to make life much harder for British Columbians.
4: Well, there's no doubt that uh, the people of Alberta need a change of government after uh, four years of an NDP government punishing the energy sector. But what Jason's talking about is a failure at the federal level. And that's my message to the people of British Columbia, is that the people of both provinces are, are caught in the crossfire because Justin Trudeau has failed to create a climate where big projects can get built. And we've been calling on the federal liberals to uh, put forward a comprehensive plan to get Trans Mountain built, to unclog the, the approvals process. They haven't done so. So it is creating a lot of that animosity.
1: We covered a lot of ground in that interview. The full interview will be available to view online very shortly. So check our website for that. Now, it's a shocking video, especially for those living in high rises. A man believed to be the concierge inside an apartment rifling through the drawers. He's accused of stealing from that unit. And tonight, another tenant in the same building is telling a similar story. Sarah McDonald has the details and how the company who hires the concierge staff is responding.
3: It's the chilling footage captured by a hidden camera and already viewed tens of thousands of times, allegedly showing a Vancouver building concierge unlawfully entering a tenant's suite, then slipping on gloves, before carefully and methodically combing through her belongings, allegedly pocketing hundreds of dollars
5: in cash. He went through uh, my underwear drawer my makeup drawer. He basically knew every single one of my hiding spots.
3: The story resonated with one Global News viewer in particular, the woman who we won't identify immediately recognizing that individual and that building because she also lives there. And she too now believes she fell victim to someone illegally entering her suite. I lost money in two different occasions within two weeks, I just didn't know why things keep getting missing. Vancouver police confirmed the woman reported more than $5,000 cash stolen from inside her suite at the time of that first alleged incident in 2017 and weeks later she says $350 yet again vanished. When I went to grab that money again I saw the envelope was there and the money was in there. In both cases there was no force entry but also no evidence pointing to any suspects. After seeing the video on Wednesday she contacted CMI. The company responsible for her building's concierge services. This second alleged victim says CMI has offered to change her locks and add her case to an insurance claim. When we reached the company for comment, they wouldn't confirm that, other than to say, these incidents are police matters. We are in direct communication with the residents, the property management firm, and the Strata, regarding related considerations and responses.
4: Make sure you know where your keys are, who has access and
6: control over them, uh, and that's, that's probably the best action that you can take with respect to your personal
3: security. As long as you live in a condo, this is a thing. Charges of break and enter and theft under $5,000 are still pending against the 48-year-old suspect in connection to this incident caught on video. Sarah McDonald, Global News.
1: A small victory today for a family caught in a long legal battle for their murdered daughter's possessions. Lisa Dudley died in 2008 on the way to the hospital after she was found barely alive in a mission home. Her boyfriend had already died at the scene. It was four days after neighbors called police when they heard gunshots. But the officer sent to investigate never got out of his vehicle. While a coroner's inquest led to changes in policing procedures, more than a decade later, Dudley's family has been fighting to get back any of her belongings collected by police. In Abbotsford court, an affidavit containing a list of Dudley's items was finally released to the family. A request for those items will be made in court next month.
4: It's so totally backwards, it seems, that you have to go through all this just to get someone's, your family members, your loved ones' belongings. It's it's cruel.
1: The province is announcing more money today for crime prevention and community safety projects and programs throughout B.C. Almost $6 million in grants will go into programs that mentor youth in an effort to keep them out of gangs. It'll go to support women escaping violence and help indigenous families heal from intergenerational traumas. A lot of high-rise dwellers make their decisions based on the amenities in the building. But what they might not realize is just how much energy it takes to heat and cool those common areas, not to mention the pool, the hot tub, and the gym. As Nadia Stewart reports, the numbers in a new report from BC Hydro show there are some ideas to keep costs down.
7: High-rises and high-priced condos, one of the hallmarks of big city living. The perception is these smaller spaces translates into a smaller environmental footprint. But a new report from BC Hydro suggests that isn't always the case. What we've seen is electricity used by these newer high-rise buildings is actually double the amount that was used by buildings built in the 1980s. That's because these newer buildings are filled with more units and they're loaded with amenities. In some cases, bowling alleys, gyms and saunas, the kind of perks drawing more power from the grid. Fifty percent of the electricity used by these new buildings goes to the common spaces and to power these luxury amenities. And then the other 50 percent is actually covered by the individual units. The cost is rolled into the condo fees. Otherwise, tower dwellers would see their monthly electricity bills double to about 80 dollars.
6: You know, we're seeing a lot of pressure in the summertime now as well.
7: Tony Giaventu with the B.C. Condominium Homeowners Association says hotter summers and colder winters are also driving up usage. He says more buildings are cutting costs by switching to LED lighting. As an industry, he says benchmarking is the next step.
4: Establishing how much energy a building system uses in
6: its full capacity and then breaking, when you have condos, then breaking it down unit by unit as to what the energy is.
7: But the BC Sustainable Energy Association says the report also highlights a data gap. There isn't much research available on how occupants actually interact with their condos, the kind of insight that could better inform overall design.
8: Once the, the building is finished, uh, that's where pretty much the design and construction, that's, that's
7: where it pretty much ends for the building. Of the home. Uh, so seeing that, that effect in the long term, I think, is the biggest picture. Nadia Stewart, Global News. A bit of a break announced today for
1: people in coastal communities who rely on B.C. ferries. The premier announcing today improved service, including 2,700 additional round trips per year, a 15 percent fare reduction on smaller and northern routes, a fare freeze on major routes, and free passenger travel for seniors Monday through Thursday.
0: Reinvigorate B.C. ferries as a vital part of our coastal communities. Now, I, I don't think I would be fair to say there hasn't been tension between communities and the ferry system, the communities and governments, and the ferry system over the past uh, number of years. And I'm not convinced that that will be uh, the end, the, the end has arrived. But Mark and I are going to certainly work as hard as we can to make sure that's the case. A B.C. sailor is
1: facing some serious charges tonight. When authorities boarded his boat off the coast of Oregon, he was showing signs of an overdose. And as Jordan Armstrong reports, that's not the only
0: shocking thing they found on board. It's an arrest that gives new meaning to the term high seas. When John Sterling was stopped by U.S. authorities Tuesday, more than 300 kilometers off the coast of Oregon, he was allegedly so high on drugs... He had to be airlifted to hospital in Astoria. Authorities say a search of Sterling's boat uncovered 28 seven-gallon jugs of liquid meth. According to this affidavit filed Thursday in U.S. District Court in Oregon, Sterling told a nurse caring for him in hospital that he was a drug smuggler and did not want to go to jail for the rest of his life and that he had a ton of meth and 10 loads of fentanyl that he was taking to Canada. It's not the first time Sterling, now 65, has failed to avoid police. In 1990, he pleaded guilty to cocaine conspiracy charges and was sentenced to five years in prison. In 2001, cocaine worth $250 million was found in the bow of the Western Wind. But Sterling and his crew were never charged. In an interview with journalist Fabian Dawson, Sterling claimed to work for both sides of the law, the RCMP and the Hells Angels.
2: After a while, when uh, RCMP was using him as an informant, he himself was labeled as a treacherous agent, and they couldn't trust what he was saying.
0: His rap sheet goes on. In 2006, Sterling and four others were arrested again off Vancouver Island after police found $6.5 million worth of marijuana on board his fishing boat. Charges were laid, but later stayed. And in 2011, the B.C. skipper was caught near Colombia on a boat full of cocaine. For that, he received a a seven-and-a-half-year sentence and was released in April of last year.
2: He seems to be able to uh, avert the Canadian justice system, but gets caught in the American side.
0: Sterling remains behind bars in Oregon until his next court appearance later this month. Eight years ago, while being transported by FBI agents, Sterling is quoted as saying... There was nothing wrong with cocaine trafficking, and the U.S. should mind its own business. But he also said that if he had a real job, he would have to pay too much taxes in Canada. Jordan Armstrong, Global News. Nanaimo
1: RCMP have issued a warning after two women there say their drinks were tampered with at a local nightclub. The women say it happened on Friday, April 5th, at an undisclosed club, tampering, often involves a drug known as Rohypnol, GHB or ketamine being discreetly added to a drink. The unsuspecting victim might then experience lightheadedness, slurred speech, even a loss of consciousness. Police are reminding people not to leave their drinks unattended.
0: Also, if you think the the color or texture of your drink has changed in any way, do not drink it. You should never accept a drink from a stranger. But if you do, at least go to the bar and watch it being poured, and then you know exactly what's in it. A new affordable housing
1: development opened its doors to seniors in Burnaby today. McKay Apartments has 145 suites that will allow seniors on fixed incomes to live independently. The studio and one-bedroom suites rent from $975 to $1,300 a month. The project is the result of a partnership between the province Fairhaven Home Society, and the City of Burnaby.
3: All of our units are accessible or adaptable, so they're elder design. They've got walk-in shower spaces. We have some units that are specifically designed for persons living in wheelchairs, so they've got modified kitchen areas. We're very excited about it.
1: A new exhibit in Victoria isn't exactly what you'd expect from the Maritime Museum of B.C., but as Linda Aylesworth reports... The museum is hoping it makes us all think twice about what we throw away or wash down the drain.
9: Every ocean in the world has a garbage patch, a giant concentration of marine debris. So a lot of people picture like this kind of massive floating island of garbage, but that's actually not the case. It's better described as kind of like a smog of plastic. Our Pacific garbage patch, 1.6 million square kilometers in size and containing trillions of pieces of plastic, is the largest on the planet because it's actually two patches drawn together by ocean currents. The warm South Pacific waters meet with the cooler North Pacific waters um, and that kind of acts as a bit of a highway between those two distinct patches. Is this what you expected it to look like? Yeah. Yeah. At the Maritime Museum of BC in Victoria, a new exhibit is featuring the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, creating it required a trip to the northern end of Vancouver Island. When we went up to Grant Bay and
5: conducted the beach cleanup, I was completely unprepared to see the amount of garbage that is washing up on our shores.
9: Much of what they collected was fishing debris, ropes, nets, and buoys.
5: But I think what really affected Me, emotionally, when I was picking up the garbage, were all the little items that I recognize from my day-to-day life. This could have been mine, might have been mine. What things have I used that are now in the ocean?
9: People are increasingly becoming aware of the damage that plastic garbage can do to the environment. But that's just one part of the solution. So we hope to inspire people to consider changes that they can be making in their own daily lives uh, that will make a big difference for our oceans. Linda Aylesworth, Global News.
1: Well, it has been a gorgeous day to soak up some sun outside. <laughs> Meteorologist Yvonne shell is out enjoying Bloom, the Tulip Festival in Abbotsford. Very colorful behind you in that shot, Yvonne.
8: Yes, and we're just starting to see a colorful rows just filling in here. And in the next couple of weeks, there'll be millions. And to tell us more about it, is Ashley Waters, the GM here at the festival. What's new,
5: and what can people anticipate for the opening tomorrow? So. Uh biggest thing that's new is us opening early this year uh, it's the first time we've ever been able to open earlier than our announced opening day super exciting um we are still in low bloom but there's lots of colors lots of flowers in you pick to grab either just a couple stems or a you pick bucket and fill it up um coming out checking out the All the rows, the photo boards, info boards, there's lots of stuff to do on site tomorrow.
8: Yes, and for people that are going to come down, it's going to get busy over the next couple of weeks. How long is the festival on and what are some important things when you do come down? How to get tickets and how to enter the grounds here
5: at the festival? So, we can't exactly say when we are going to be in High Bloom or how long we're going to be open for. It's completely weather dependent. Uh, If we have beautiful days like today where it's warmer, we expect to be in high bloom faster but with the rain that we are anticipating this weekend and upcoming week um it might slow things down a little bit so keeping up to date with our social media is the key place to find all that information um when people do come on site heading through onto the parking lot and then right into the entrance. Um, Buying tickets online in advance is the best way to save money and get into the lines as fast as you can. Um, And whether it's a weekday or a weekend, buying those tickets online is definitely helpful. Perfect, well, we're looking forward to it. We're gonna talk more about the rain and what we can anticipate. So thank you so much,
8: (laughs) Ashley, and I'll have your full forecast coming up very shortly. Chris?
1: Sounds good, Yvonne. We'll check back in with you a little bit later. Dozens of firefighters spent the day battling a huge blaze in Ottawa's historic Byward Market neighborhood. The fire began in an Italian restaurant and spread quickly through an area popular with tourists. It took several hours for more than 60 firefighters to get the blaze under control. There are no major injuries reported, but the damage is in the millions. An update now on the status of Boeing's troubled jetliner. The company says it's now made 96 test flights. With the updated software for its 737 MAX jet, and more are planned in an effort to prove the plane is now safe. 737 MAX jets were grounded worldwide after two deadly crashes. Investigators believe faulty readings from a sensor caused anti-stall automation to kick in, pushing the nose of the jet downward, and pilots were unable to save the airplanes. If you haven't heard much yet about 5G, that's about to change. Canadian wireless companies just shelled out billions for the airwaves that will power the next generation of cellular networks. In the U.S., Donald Trump made a major announcement today about that country's 5G future. But along with its blinding speed, the new technology comes with a downside.
4: So it's all about 5G now. We were- the announcement from the White House. Could impact your house in the near future. The $20 billion fund to help wireless companies move quickly into 5G up to 20 times faster than the 4G most of us use now, 5G's lightning-fast technology will accelerate and interconnect everything from the apps on your phone to the cars that drive themselves. Downloading a high-def movie will go from minutes to seconds, but it comes at
10: a cost. 5G is going to know where you are, what you're doing, what your habits are. And so, along with the convenience, comes an incredible trade-off with privacy. The 5G network needs a web of transmission equipment. Every neighborhood will need a host of new antennas
4: just to make the system work. Already widely in place in countries like South Korea, the U.S. may be dependent on rival China for the new technology. 5G expected to be in your home by the end of this year. Miguel Almaguer, NBC News.
1: Here in Canada, we're not expected to get 5G until next year at the earliest. In health matters tonight, Fisher-Price has bowed to pressure and recalled nearly 5 million controversial baby sleepers in the U.S. The Rock and Play sleeper has been connected to the deaths of more than 30 children over the past decade. The deaths occurred after the babies rolled over onto their stomachs while unrestrained and unattended. The recall does not apply to Canada, but the rock and play is classified here as a soother and not a sleeper, meaning regulations don't allow it to be used for unattended sleep. Exactly 39 years after B.C.'s Terry Fox dipped his prosthetic leg in St. John's Harbor to begin his Marathon of Hope, a new national cancer network has been launched. When Fox started his run on April 12, 1980, his marathon was barely noticed, but by the time he was forced to stop when his cancer had returned, his mission had captivated the nation. And today, the Terry Fox Research Institute in St. John's, Newfoundland, launched the Marathon of Hope Cancer Centers Network, which will allow researchers in BC, Ontario, Quebec, the Prairies, and Atlantic Canada to accelerate the development of precision medicine for cancer patients. It's billed as an epic sale where fans can pick up a slice of memorabilia from a popular TV series. Amazon's Man in the High Castle has wrapped production and its props are up for grabs this weekend. Jennifer
10: Palma has a preview. 1930s, 1940s, you got all sorts of bric-a-brac.
11: It's a collection of treasures a beauty, from a bygone era.
10: I've never seen anything like this before. I've never sold anything like that before. Everybody knows.
11: An era is, many find fascinating, uh, and, and one Amazon the, Studios, The Man in the High Castle, the only, has put its own spin on. The four season series imagines what life might look like if World War II had ended differently. And there's a British Columbia connection. It was shot throughout the lower mainland, providing jobs.
10: Vancouver and British Columbia, we have such an amazing film industry. And now the public gets a chance to actually buy not only a piece of history, but a piece of the show. Dinner sets.
11: And uh, the requests have been pouring uh, in. There are thousands of items up for sale. Jeff Schwartz, also known as the liquidator, has uh, been fielding them. This is a
10: really cool wind-up RCA.
11: Some inquiring if any insignias from World War II would be part of the sale.
10: As for controversial pieces being sold, uh, the answer to that is uh, no. Uh, however, uh, there are pieces to replicate certain periods of uh, a time, but uh, any of the uh, negative connotation, flags, banners, or so forth have been removed.
11: The cost of all these pieces sourced and bought for the show? $7 million, and they're all for sale at a fraction of the cost. There's something for everybody here, from a sugar and creamer set that's 99 cents to couches that range up to $3,000. This one is $200.
10: Paris, France, subway chair.
11: This public sale is unusual in that productions don't often sell off their stock, but it's happening. Here's what's not happening.
10: What happens in season four? Guess what? I know it, but guess what? You're going to have to hold my arm because it's not going to happen. But there is, it's a good ending, I can tell you that.
11: These items are expected to sell fast. Part one of the sale is this weekend. Jennifer Palma, Global News.
1: Coming up right after the forecast, the unexpected stampede in a very unlikely place. But right now, let's check in with Yvonne. Out amongst the tulips. No, they're not tulips. Yes, they are tulips. It's the Tulip Festival out in Abbotsford. Hi, Yvonne.
8: It's beautiful out here in Abbotsford. Uh, Bloom, the Abbotsford uh, Tulip Festival will be opening tomorrow starting at 11 a.m. And we can see many of the beautiful tulips already starting to blossom and millions will be taking over the 10 acres here very shortly. Let's take a glance at your forecast. If you've got plans for the weekend, it is going to be very wet and windy, so hopefully you got out and enjoyed today. Temperatures are still sitting closer to 11 degrees. That's what we're seeing out of the airport. And as we take a quick glance uh, as we take a quick glance As we take a quick glance, a southwesterly wind at 9 kilometres per hour. We do still have dry conditions, but the next weather maker is going to push in. We'll see the rain very heavy at times for the morning hours tomorrow and windy conditions. And anywhere between 15 and up to 25 millimetres is going to push in across the south coast. The bulk of the moisture overnight and for the morning hours, it leaves off to a chance of showers by the afternoon. And as we approach the day tomorrow, interior regions will be looking at snow. The snow level sitting at 800 in the morning and then rising to closer to 12 or 1400 meters by the afternoon. Here's a quick uh, look at what we are anticipating for the winds with this system. For the afternoon tomorrow, we've got gusts closer to 40 by the airport and for eastern sections into the Fraser Valley up to 60 kilometers per hour. And rainfall totals across the south coast are between 15 and up to 25 millimeters with the heaviest for the morning hours. Snow for the mountain pass- Passes will be on Saturday. It'll rise, though, the snow level to 1,400 metres for most areas, but accumulating snowfall along the Coquihalla with up to 10 centimetres. Areas along the connector will be up to 5. The northern half of the province, wet and windy along the coast. Inland areas could still see wet flurries for the mornings. Much of the southern half of the province in the valleys, it'll be falling as rain. Higher elevation snowfall for the morning. Along the south coast, wet and windy highs anywhere between 10 and up to 11 11 degrees. Five-day forecast. The drier day will be on our Sunday. We do have cloud cover for those who are heading out for the sun run. A chance of showers will be towards the evening. And then unsettled for a Monday onwards. But for tomorrow morning, be prepared for the wet weather. And on Sunday, we're hoping for some cloud cover. Chris?
1: All right. Thank you very much, Yvonne. So Miami Lakes, Florida, population just over 31,000, has never seen anything like this. Residents pulling out their cell phones when a herd of cows comes stampeding down a busy road. Now, pedestrians and vehicles managed to get out of the way of the bovine rush hour. The cows had escaped from their pasture when someone left a gate open, and their caretakers did manage to herd them all up and get them back home. But Florida's not normally pasture county. Also in Florida, this is more like it. Luckily for the cows, about 200 kilometers away, a gigantic alligator caught on video casually walking through Fort Myers. Turns out this is actually alligator mating season, and gators are known to walk for kilometers from one source of water to another, looking for a mate or cows, if they happen to find any. Why, of those why
6: don't teams. they just open a singles bar for gators, and you wouldn't have that problem? You wouldn't have the problem. Everybody just go here. Squires here with sports. It
1: is a magical time of year for sports fans. No oh, doubt. Oh yes, great playoffs,
6: weekend ahead. Masters. Oh, and the Whitecaps. Right. Uh, they're not on fire, but they're playing the fire. Instead of being on fire, the Whitecaps have flamed out in all their games so far this season under new head coach Mark DeSantos. They did have one tie against Seattle. Uh, DeSantos is having a problem of his team scoring when their defense isn't very good or not scoring when their defense is a bit better. Road wins are tough in Major League Soccer, but Chicago was not the most formidable opponent in MLS. And there is the city of the big shoulders, the second city, Chicago. And here are the fire... Testing Max Kripo. Save of Alexander Katai. And then Katai would get another chance. He's making moves. Goes left footed. Another save by Kripo. And Katai doesn't score. And it's still a tie. Because Katai couldn't score. 0 uh, 0 start of the second. Uh, before the start of the Western Hockey League playoffs, every member of the Vancouver Giants that we talked to said the same thing. They have the potential to go a long way in the postseason, all the way to the finals, maybe all the way to the Memorial Cup. That confidence was built over a great regular season where they were the best in the West, and it's grown
4: with a sweep in round two of Victoria. The Vancouver Giants' playoff express just keeps rolling along. After a first-round scare against Seattle, the Giants have won six straight, and they were absolutely dominant against the Royals, outscoring Victoria 16-6 in the four-game sweep and outshooting them a whopping 157-63. to Vancouver held the Royals to an average of just 16 shots per game.
6: Yeah, for ourselves as a group, we take pride in having a stingy defense and uh, not giving up much. And with uh, the goaltending duo that we have, we feel confident that if we can limit those chances, limit their second opportunities, that we'll be doing pretty well for ourselves. So we take great pride
4: in that. The Giants' offense has also been clicking. Davis Kosh and star defenseman Bowen Byram are 1-2 in league playoff scoring. But it's truly been a team effort that has the Giants where they are and puts them in good shape to where they want to go. We've
1: done it all year long by committee. I mean, uh, you know, we're right from our goaltenders to to our back end to, to, to having four lines that can, that can uh, contribute and as long as we've got that depth uh, you become a really hard team to play against because you
10: can't just check one line.
6: I like how we've uh, kind of come together as a group and uh, learned our lessons uh, from uh, the first round and even our series last year against Victoria that we lost in seven. Uh, our group isn't, uh, isn't lacking any playoff experience now, we're a seasoned group and we're using that experience to carry ourselves forward.
4: Looking ahead, the Giants will get a good rest. They don't open the West Final until next Friday. They'll likely play the Spokane Chiefs. It will be a step up and test the Giants even further as they march down the playoff road.
6: Um, they're a high-octane team. They're uh, they're very, very skilled, very fast. Um, kind of something we haven't faced yet this this playoffs. So uh, it'll be good no matter if it's them or Everett. We'll, we'll be ready to go. We'll be well-prepared. Um, and we're, we're expecting a real tough series. Well, I don't think you need divine intervention the way things are going for Columbus right now, but it always helps, I guess. Right. They won the first game Columbus did against Tampa, and they get the first goal in Game 2. Cam Atkinson, as uh, Vasilevsky doesn't look very good there, that made it 1-0. Remember, in Game 1, Columbus rallied. Whoa, that was weird. In Game 1, Columbus rallied from a 3 nothing deficit to win 4-3. They would score the first three goals in this game as well. Zach Lorensky, then uh, Matt Duchesne, 3-0, they go on to win at 5-1. Last year they won the first two games of their series with Washington and then lost four in a row. Lightning have only lost two in a row twice this season. They've never lost three in a row. Watch Jack Johnson come out of the penalty box, hits Boychuk, hits Pellich, and goes back in the penalty box.
10: Interference. <laughs>
6: Eric Branson, remember him? He scores! He's loving it in Pittsburgh. in the third period as the Penguins try to tie up that series. Tiger, round two of the Masters. It was a weird day for Tiger. He could make the long putts for birdies, but the short putts for birdies, not so good. But he did survive a near injury from a security guard. Get watch out. this. After he saves his shot from the trees, watch the security guard fall, security run guards. into his ankle. Security guy came out trying to if he had hit him a little bit sooner, perhaps, that could have been Tiger, nasty. But he survived. And, and he's at six under par. of a soccer embellishment. Then. Well, you know. You well, well, no, a soccer that's embellishment, that's rolling around, waiting for the or card. Uh, that's... Dustin Johnson knocking it in for Bird after hitting it in the water. He's also at six under par. Jason Day on the 16th. Had the back issues in round one. No issues today. This would lead to a birdie. There are five players at seven under par. There are 15 players between minus seven and minus four. Brooks done.
4: didn't
6: have a great day, but this was a birdie in 18. He's at seven under. Adam Scott on the 15th.
4: As Nick said, from a completely different
6: direction. This would set up an eagle, which he would make. Then on the very next hole, it's the par 316th. This for par. This for par. Oh, he's at 7-under. Canadian Corey Connors, not far back. He's at 3-under. It's a cavalcade near the top of the leaderboard. Wait, there's Connors. What am I doing here? I think you had him. That's just an extra one. Really? Boy, our uh, our machinery today is uh, messing this up. Okay, well, so nice to see it twice. Uh, Zach Johnson, just practicing, practice swing. Whoop! Because he didn't intentionally want to hit it off the tee, that's not a penalty. If he had done that anywhere else, it would have been a penalty. But not there. That is so weird. Isn't the pros well, make mistakes sometimes. Well, you don't often see that, although that that is a that that practice swing is very close to the ball yeah, yeah that's true
2: coming up on et canada your first look at star wars the rise of skywalker plus when harry met sally celebrates a birthday and you're invited that's coming up at seven right after the news hour back to you chris
6: all
1: right thank you Sangita. i missed Just, the trailer did you see the trailer i didn't see the trailer but i said there's a lot of buzz online about the trailer oh, i'm sure there is anytime, anytime anytime sure.
6: there's a star wars thing That's right. Okay. Okay. So, our uh, first up is we love Geico because they always come up with some interesting stuff. This one, uh, well, anytime you've been to one of those restaurants where they cook right in front of you, Teppanyaki. That. Or whatever that is. That's whatever you just said. Yeah. There you go.
7: You still stressed about buying our first house, sweetie?
9: Yeah. I thought doing some hibachi grilling would help take my mind off it all.
7: Maybe you could relieve some stress by calling Geico for help with our homeowner's insurance.
6: Geico helps with homeowner's insurance?
7: They sure do. And they could save us a bundle of money, too. I'm calling Geico right now. Cell
6: phone. It's ringing.
10: Get to know Geico and see how much you could save on homeowner's and condo insurance.
6: That's so, what I meant. That.
1: So that, that thing. Sophie and Christy are going to be really upset they missed that. You like the uh,
6: the onion... Oh, the onion the, volcano is the best. And the shrimp in the hat. At some point, That's you got to the shrimp in the hat. Too. Okay, uh, this one, Gerard Butler, we showed this on the promo. Uh, this is uh, for Enterprise Car Rental, I believe. Here we go.
8: Enterprise. Hello, Mr. Butler. How can we help you today? I need wheels. Not a problem. Take a right. Okay. And you're going to go across the bridge. Jump. Hey. Down the stairs Through those doors And the car should be there, right in front of you That you can unlock with your phone, Mr. Butler
0: Choose from more vehicles at more UK locations than anyone else Whatever the mission, Enterprise
6: Next Bond, no? No, I don't know you got to come with a better car than that You can't be uh, driving that little thing okay so every year we do this Kimberly has the dummy downhill so uh, we send That's our fair. cameraman Mike Turner out there and he comes back with this every year here I am over here here we go it's gold Alpine resort of Kimberly the village there is one of the contestants but despite how good this looks the, the dome rocket the man's having issues it really looks like a giant pencil with a rocket man in it but anyway that astronaut didn't make it, hot tub party didn't have the right stuff. Hot tub party, not so good either. All the hot tubbers oh. spill out long before the jump. Okay, guy on bike, that's what you're supposed to do. Check to see if he did any blood doping. Uh, I don't know what this guy is, he's got a nice tie, but he also has good balance until the very end. Then he has no balance. Ugh. <laughs> this is a giant ski boot with a dog in it, I'm guessing. Wrong way. Oh, way off course. I don't know what happened to the passenger. Uh, This has no, this car just is breaking up all the way down the hill. However, it does get to the end and does park itself. (laughs) This, it's like a box of toys or something, but it does have good aerodynamics. Right across the target. This is the Jamaican bobsled team, but they all fall out and all that's left is the vehicle. Heads are rolling. <laughs> In the air, oh, oh, oh. that's Bullseye. impressive, that's impressive. The giant kangaroo, unfortunately Skippy is down. Skippy's oh, down! Oh. oh, is he ever? Oh, that's, that's disturbing. Again, I don't know what this is, but this thing's got tremendous height and distance. <laughs> That had it going so on. good.
1: I could watch it all I know, day. I know. could watch it they all day. Should
6: own, they should have their own channel, really. The Dummy Downhill Channel. Thank you, Kimberly. Thank, Thank you. you. The uh, people who make it aren't dummies. They are
1: not. It's very they are dynamics. brilliant. Yeah. I think we're – are we checking in with Yvonne? No? Okay. Enjoy the Tulip oh. Festival if that's where you're going. The Whitecaps game, NHL playoffs, the Masters, planes landing, planes taking off. Have a great weekend, everybody.